The Adventures of Who? Ricky and Clarence? Alright. Alright guys, we have Ricky and Clarence today on this episode of Dealership Confessions. Um, again, this is anonymous. They work at a dealership as uh, service advisors, and that's all I'm going to say. So, Ricky, we'll start with you. How long have you been a service advisor? Well, I mean, I've been a service advisor for probably 15 years now. Um, you know, started out in an independent shop, and then, you know, I've just been working for dealerships for a while. It's, uh, it's a great experience. I love it. Have you, were you a tech at some point, or have no, you done anything no. else? I was not a tech now, unfortunately. Okay. What about you, Clarence? Do you want to chime in on this? Yeah, um, I've been a service advisor for 14 years. Uh, prior to that, I was a technician. Um, just recently came to a dealership uh, due to just negativity in the aftermarket world. Are you going to emphasize on that negativity? Because I've never really, I don't know it, what you're talking about. The dealerships have their own built-in um, advertising okay. we don't have to do advertising we are our brand is our advertising so we have customers come in here without a doubt with, with every day uh, in the aftermarket um, there starts to become dishonesty uh, because they're dealing with only a handful of cars where we see hundreds of cars um, you get the from all walks of life here at our dealership um, and as far as I mean let's go back to the negativity um, or dishonesty um, when people start getting money hungry their higher up chain or higher up command um, starts putting in places uh, rules to bend truths and I'm I don't deal with that um, as far as when it comes to your second most important or most expensive investment being your car in most cases, um, being reliable, being honest, being truthful, upfront, do you need this? No, you may not need it. Do you, or will you benefit from this? Yeah, you're gonna benefit from it or I wouldn't have told you that or recommended a service uh, where, you know, I, I know uh, Ricky and I have worked for the same company in the past where it was no you need this I don't I don't want to deal with that um, you know the dealership life you know with the amount of cars that we see a day um, and interacting with our customers um, it's a lot more lighthearted I guess you could say uh, because I'm allowed to be myself with honesty and integrity uh, somewhat of uh, sarcastic person a lot of times with my customers and they love it we're not working under an extreme stress uh, because the the truth and the reality of what your car needs and what's recommended and how we're, we've got our customers back to help build our brand is a lot more um, family oriented um, friendly it's an easier approach it's not cramming uh, recommendations down your throat saying you gotta do this would you agree Ricky yes I would say that that uh, that is pretty accurate yes I don't think you were listening to him were you I was oh mm -hmm. okay so I guess let's get down to 
what I wanted to speak about. Now, salespeople get a lot of negativity or a lot of perceptions about them. And you can say to an extent that it goes on to service as well. Now, what would you guys say about that? Kind of what we were talking about earlier. Um, I mean, as far as, it's not that y'all get a bad sale or a bad name or the service gets a bad name. There's so many moving parts. There's so many links in our chain and the communication has to be full circle. It has to be open lines of communication on all ends. Um, it's kind of funny, I didn't really want to talk, but now I'm talking. <laughs> um, I mean, kind of, kind of explain what you were explaining, Ricky. Yeah, so the customer only interacts with, you know, from start to finish, basically two people. They'll talk to their salesman when they first buy the car or want to trade it in, and then after that, the service advisor takes over. And, you know, there's technicians in this, there's uh, valets, car wash guys, um, you know, uh, sales uh, staff that helps, like assistants. I mean, you have a, you have a lot of, uh, you know, and you also have finance. So, I mean, you have a lot of uh, interaction going on uh, between the different departments, um, like behind the scenes. But... You know, the customer only interacts with those two, um, you know, almost the entire time. So, you know, a lot of if somebody messes up something um, along that, that chain, uh, you know, the customer only knows you or the sales guy. So there's only, you know, two people to point the finger at. Um, so, uh, you know, it makes it a little difficult, but, uh, you know, it's also challenging. I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what you think about this, Clarence, but uh, I actually have a lot of fun doing this. I. I thoroughly enjoy myself. Like I said earlier, I'm allowed to be myself, uh, and I've got a real um, kind of sarcastic way about me that the customers love. Uh, in fact, I had a customer earlier today. Uh, he goes, uh, I'll keep my language clean. I want to repeat exactly what he said. Um, but I was just joking with him from start to finish. And when he walked off in his car, uh, it didn't end up doing much repairs with us but it was an overall the experience is what i was selling mm -hmm. um look I, i'm not here to take all your money i'm not here look i, I have fun i want to have fun oh if you buy a brake service great you bought a great brake service but if i see you in the grocery store i'm going to remember your name how's it going mr smith um you know and, and kind of touch back on our sarcastic or our sarcasm later on you know just kind of build that relationship and after they come in, you know, the third, fourth, fifth time uh, for their routine maintenance, they've got my personality, I've got their personality, and they're gonna end up just going, Matt, just take care of it, you know? I, I know you're just doing your job. My car is my car, it's my job to maintain it. If it's $1,000, if it's five bucks, or if it's $15,000 in repairs, we'll discuss it and find our best course of action. Yeah, and that's kind of the point of this podcast because I wanted you guys to speak and kind of get this off of your chest because, like I said, there's so... Well, like you guys said, too, there's a lot of moving parts, but customers only see one thing, which is you or the salesperson, and that will lead to bad Google reviews or uh, bad perceptions of the vehicles itself, and it's not necessarily one thing it's a million things and we try to work together as much as we can to provide the customer with a great 
experience at the dealership, but then again, you can't really cater to everyone. Yeah. So, but I mean, the, the same, it's going to go back to customer service. It's going to go back to um, communication. You can have piss poor service at best, but stellar communication. You can have piss poor communication, but stellar customer service. You have to have both. You have to be able to have that personality. You have to have, be able to have that uh, sense of urgency or sense of service for the other person. I don't come here to serve myself, I come here to serve my customers. Um, and customers, it's not, customer service isn't a, uh, a job, it's not a department, it's a mindset. If you have the mindset to serve somebody else before yourself, you're going, any dealership is going to sur survive. And that's one of the reasons why this particular dealership has such great reviews on Google, on Yelp, um, and, and all the, you know, Facebook, all the social media. We've got really good reviews. You are going to have neg negative reviews or bad reviews, but if you read those comments, actually, you know, understand, put yourself in that, that reviewer's yeah. shoes, there was a loss of communication. Mm -hmm. There was um, either, either loss of communication or loss of customer service. It doesn't matter if I think I'm doing a stellar job, what is my customer's perception? If I'm not exceeding their, I, I'm not, in this day and age, we can't meet the customer's expectations. We have to far exceed their expectations, which sometimes is really easy. You have to know, I think you took a, a class, Ricky, um, a, a couple weeks ago, or last week actually, on selling. You're not selling your product most of the time, you're selling yourself. People buy from play or people buy from people, not places. So if put yourself going to a restaurant, you've got great service, but the food was horrible. But the entire time, your waiter or waitress was there having fun, making the atmosphere enjoyable. You're gonna go back. It doesn't matter if it's twenty dollars for a hot dog and the hot dog was the most disgusting hot dog you've had in the world. You're gonna go back because you had fun because your waiter or waitress made the environment fun. On the flip side is going back to the outside of the dealership world, we were cheaper. In a lot of cases, we were cheaper. We can get the cars done in the same day. We have the same amenities. But the negative atmosphere due to the pressure put on by the owners made it not as fun, not as enjoyable for the customers. The customers would come in there and be stressed. All right, these guys are gonna try to ring me for every dollar I have. Well here it's, hey, from, from the, the general manager, the person he is, um, the attitude he takes, the, to the, the technicians just walking through the shop, hey man, how's it going? Hey man, how's it going? You know, Hey, how was your weekend? Kind of those things, it, it's a enjoyable atmosphere. Um, so it, it, as far as exceeding the customer's expectations, it's not going back to what Ricky said. It's not the one wheel. It, it takes many wheels, many gears, many bearings, everything all in one to make a dealership successful like we are.
And I think, Ricky, I think we're probably one of the most successful dealerships in our area, in, in our complete city. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I agree with that 100%. Um, it's just because, you know, like, like uh, Clarence was saying here, um, you know, people buy from people and you want to make that emotional connection with that person. And, you know, over time, they're, they're not a customer anymore. They're basically family. I mean, you spend a lot of time with these people day, day in and day out because, you know, the hours working at dealerships or, you know, you put in 12, 13, 14 hours a day. For, for multiple days a week. Um, so, I mean, you know, you spend a lot of time with these people, so, you know, you want to develop that connection. Otherwise, it, you, you become robotic and, you know, nobody wants to work with a robot. So, I mean, I really, uh, I agree with what you said there, Clarence, on, on all those points. It's, uh, I mean, it's a wonderful place. And I mean, you know, I, I love the interaction with the customers and developing that, uh, that connection. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's really no downsides except for the fact of, you know, you're the only point of communication, so, you know, you can't be blaming anybody else. I mean, their mistakes are your mistakes. So you just have to take responsibility and, and you know, figure it out. So what would you um, say to a customer that came up to you and was like, hey, uh, what service is better, A dealership or B dealership? Because I heard, in general, both of you suck. Because I've had a customer... Mm -hmm. say that to me so at, at that point is like that's when you you step in and ask questions too many people are going to just say oh wow I'm sorry that was bad for you let me show you what I can do it's not what I can do it's what do you expect what are your expectations and, and I'm gonna put this look uh, Ricky I think you've been married three years mm -hmm. I've been married 16 years I got married when I was 19. That kind of dates me. There you go. Um, but as far as my wife has to understand what my expectations are, I have to understand what my wife's expectations are to have a happy marriage and have that long of a relationship. If you can have a customer for 16 years, you're not going to be a customer. I've taken one of my customers, and I, I knew this lady and man from before they had a kid. Their son is now 17 years old and driving. I was repairing his car. So it, it's you, be, you go into that family, and it's not just your technicians or your general manager. It's the family. It's the conversations. It's the not how or not what you know help me help you kind of thing that's it, not what it's about it's um it, it, it's if a customer says both of y'all suck well man i'm so sorry to hear that um tell me about your experience ask open-ended questions it's not a yes or a no well did they do this yes did they do this no it's how did that make you feel i mean what are your where did you what how did you want them to help you in that you know, rather than having a an excuse, find a sol the customer's gonna have their own solution nine times out of 10. They're gonna know what we should have done um, before they even understand what they really are trying to say. They're gonna have the conversations, or we have to have the conversation with that customer to, and get more information out of them. So. Oh, was I at the end of your sentence? 
Yeah, that was okay. easy. All right, well, thank you so much for your time, Clarence and Ray, whatever. Ricky. Ricky. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. We gotta go because we're busy, but stay tuned, my three listeners. <laughs>